Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. It's a Monday morning. Happy New Year. Jill Wilkie is dead. Can't even say my name this morning. Jill Wilkie is here to get through those chores. Bob has got his Speedos packed and headed off to Hawaii for the month. So I guess you're get me for, you know, get me for the all of January. But you know what? We're going to have some fun. We're going to do some learning and try to get the news out there and, and just talk about what's going on in the in the area. And um, as I said, Happy New Year. I've often wondered, how come we can keep saying Happy New Year after the New Year for a few days? You know, whenever you see different people you haven't seen for a while. But, you know, when, but other holidays, you say it only on the day. Seems like Happy New Year can go on for a lot of days. Well, I was off last week. I didn't do any traveling, but I did some home stuff. I spent some money. You know, as a farmer, sometimes you get to the end of the year and you're looking at your your finances and you go, ooh, I need to spend a little more money. So I did a little bit of that, and I'll tell you more about that tomorrow. But I was also a grandma again last Thursday. My son Cody and his wife Casey had a baby girl, so I'm pretty excited about that. You know how tight hospitals are and stuff. I actually haven't even been able to see her yet, but I'm sure in the next few days I'll I'll open that door and get to go hold a a new baby, and I'm excited about that. I also spent um, over the weekend. I spent New Year's Eve and New Year's Day in Spencer with my sister-in-law Cheryl Zimmerman and Courtney. Courtney, the weary traveler, I think she's still getting adjusted to being back in Wisconsin and not having to jump on those airplanes all over and fly from here to there and do a lot of speaking. Um, But uh, I encourage her to come in here, so maybe we'll be lucky enough to have her join me some morning and we can uh, go over a little bit about what she's been up to lately. And on a sad note, 
Barbara Walters, uh, she's 90 years, 93 years old, passed away at the end of last week. And boy, she was a news icon. She got on the TV and really opened up a lot of doors for women in newscasting. So farewell to Barbara Walters. And let's take a quick look at our weather before we get into doing some more music and getting some more of those chores done. So today, our high is 29. We're currently sitting at 26, but we are cloudy, and there's a slight chance of snow tonight. But uh, the more I read about it, tonight our low, our temperature is supposed to be around 26, and there's snow coming in, snow, ice, rain, and it all depends on where you're sitting and what you're going to get. To the north, they're looking more at snow. Chippewa Valley could be a wintry mix overnight, so tomorrow might be a little bit interesting. Tomorrow, our temperature is supposed to be right around 35, and tomorrow night, 28. Wednesday, 30, cloudy snow in the morning. It's cloudy with a snow chance in the morning. And Thursday, high of 22, partly sunny. Friday, 24, Saturday, 28, and cloudy, and Sunday, 30, and partial sun. And there are some watches and warnings and advisories starting tonight. So keep your eyes open, slow down tonight, and travel only if you need to, because, you know, sometimes those roads get a little treacherous. Um, On my run-up this morning, the interstate was nice and clear, and but some of those roads, you know, it it thaws and then it freezes and some of them get kind of rough right around me. So pay attention to what's going on and slow down and keep an eye out for others as well as those deer. I came in, I made it all the way into town before I saw my first um, deer and it was running right across by the studio here. So it was kind of interesting. You know, you always expect to see those out on those country roads, but Nope, I saw right here in El Tuna. So we need to get some more of those chores done here at Wax 104.5. And let's get going for our day. And we are coming in at two minutes after five, and we better listen to the national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The Vatican reports the last words of Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI were an expression of his faith. On Sunday, the late Pope's longtime secretary told the Vatican official media that a nurse attending the 95-year-old Benedict heard him say in a very faint voice in Italian, Lord, I love you. Benedict's remains will be on public display in St. Peter's Basilica starting today. Outgoing GOP Congressman Adam Kinzinger says he expects the Department of Justice to do the right thing and charge former President Trump with a crime. If this is not a crime, I don't know what is. If, if a president can incite an insurrection and not be held accountable then really there's no limit to what a president can do or can't do. Appearing on CNN's State of the Union, the Illinois Republican said while he was fearful for American democracy in the short term, he's very optimistic in the long term. One of the members of the Pointer Sisters has died. Scott Carr reports. I'm riding in your car. Anita Pointer, the Grammy-winning writer, singer, and founding member of the Pointer Sisters, is dead at the age of 74. Pointer's publicist said she was surrounded by family when she died on Saturday. Her family released a statement saying Anita was the one that kept all of them close and together for so long. The group saw their most commercial success in the 1980s, winning two Grammys in 1984 for top ten hits Automatic and Jump For My Love. 
One of their breakout hits, Fire, was written by Bruce Springsteen, initially for Elvis. I'm Scott Carr. A snowmobiler is dead after getting caught in an avalanche in southern Montana. The Gallatin National Forest Avalanche Center says the 21-year-old man from Washington State was riding up a steep slope near Cook City when he triggered the avalanche on New Year's Eve. The slide carried him 600 feet and buried him in 5 feet of snow. And Avatar, The Way of Water, grossed an additional $63 million over the New Year's weekend to continue to rule North America's box offices. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Well, it's time to take a look at our temperatures around the area. We're sitting pretty pretty nice, I think, for the 2nd of January. Eau Claire, we're at 26. Medford, 27. Rice Lake at 26. Wasso's 28. Green Bay's 31. Marshfield's and La Crosse are both 27. Madison's at 31. And Milwaukee's at 37. It's kind of, it was almost even kind of foggy when I came in this morning. So, you know, I think we're going to be getting some of that rain, snow, ice mix with a better chance of snow up north. It all depends on how it swings through is what the weatherman, what I read about the weather this morning here at uh, seven minutes after five. But, you know, you can kind of tell it's been a little bit of a rough winter when you're driving up the interstate and the guardrails. Boy, some of those are in rough shape. Some of them are totally broke off and mushed together and dented out. And you sure hope that everybody survived all those hits because, boy, somebody needs to slow down when you are doing stuff like that. So we've got, um, we're going to be hearing from Grant Stashik. He's part of the FFA alumni, and we're, he's going to tell us about what the alumni does for FFA chapters and for students. And we're also going to look at some of our farm news. And a Wisconsin farmer was appointed to the United Soybean Board. And the Corn Soy Expo is set to take place in February at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. And we're going to also take a little look at the dairy signal from the professional dairy producers of Wisconsin. They are doing all kinds of gatherings. Some of them are in person. Most of them are online so it's uh kind of you can do it at your own leisure in your own house but there's a lot of stuff to learn out there and you know winter time meeting season for those farmers get a lot more education up and we'll be going over some markets and the markets are closed today and they will open on monday night um Oh, reopen on um, Tuesday morning. Excuse me. They're closed today and tonight, and they'll reopen on Tuesday morning. But we're going to do a little bit more music before we head into our uh, markets. So let's get at it. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Let's get started with our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 143 to 157 with mixed at 114 to 142. Choice-fed beef heifers are 142 to 157 with mixed at 99 to 142. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 130 to 134 with select and silage-fed steers 96 to 129. Cows are 64 to 82 with bulls at 74 to 94. Butcher hogs are 54 to 71 with sows at 38 to 42. Boars are 15 and down. 
Short market lambs are 127 and down. On short market lambs, there's no quote. Feeder lambs are 155 to two dollars, with ewes at 90 to 115. Small goats are 65 to 195. Medium goats are 135 to 270 dollars. Large goats are 210 to 450 dollars, with nanny goats at 110 to 305 dollars. And it's time to look at our futures markets. Live cattle for December. For February, it was one fifty-seven ninety, down ninety-five cents. For April, one sixty-one eighty, down sixty-five cents. And June, one fifty-seven eighty-two and a half, down thirty-two and a half cents. And that market is trending downward. And our feeder cattle futures for January is one eighty-three seventy, down a dime. For March, one eighty-six twenty-two and a half, down fifty-five cents. April. Down fifty two and a half cents to eighty one eighty nine to sixty two and a half one eighty nine sixty two and a half for May one ninety two eighty five down thirty cents and that market is trending downward at the start of the year and our lean hog markets carcasses for February and that market is trending downward through oh through June is what I've got here. For February, eighty-seven seventy down ninety-seven and a half cents. April, ninety-five thirty down forty cents, and May down twenty-seven and a half cents to one hundred and seven, one hundred and point seventy, and June one hundred nine seventeen and a half down fifty-two and a half cents. So those markets are trending downward. But let's take a look at our Chicago Board of Trade. The markets. We're open all all day Friday, and they're closed today and closed tonight, and they're going to open up tomorrow morning. But the corn markets for March were trending downward, and that March corn is sitting at six seventy eight down a penny. Oats three sixty seven down two and a half cents. Soybeans are up, trending upwards. Seven and a half cents at fifteen twenty four, and soybean meal is up twelve and a half cents, up to four hundred seventy one dollars a ton. With meat, with wheat for March at eight eighty eight, up twenty one and a half cents. And in our dairy markets, barrels are one eighty five and three quarters down a cent. Forty pound blocks are two thirteen and a half down two and a half cents. We had our gray double A butters at two thirty eight. No change in that market from Friday. And our class three milk futures for January nineteen fifty four down nineteen cents. February down thirteen cents to eighteen fifty nine. March eighteen thirty nine down six cents. And April down twenty cents to eighteen sixty two. And that market is trending downward. And here we are at quarter after six. We'll do a few more chores and then we'll take a look at some news. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And here we are. (laughs) And here we are at 17 minutes after five o'clock. And it's time to look at some farm news. Wisconsin farmers appointed to the United Soybean Board. Sarah Stelter was just appointed to the board that is funded by the Soybean Checkoff. Stelter is from central Wisconsin where she grows corn and soybeans and processes vegetables for canning companies. She also runs a cow-calf operation where she grows her calf crop to feed her weight or sells cow-calf pears. 
Stelter is one of 27 farmer hoops. Stelter is one of 77 farmers from across the country who gets to help determine how the soybean checkoff money is used to fund education, research, and promotion of those golden beans. She's also excited to learn more about the United Soybean Board and its impact on how soybeans are grown, processed, and marketed. And one of the things she talked about was the use of cover crops in the soybean fields and use of cover crops, you know, growing corn and and uh, all kinds of different crops because those cover crops have really become kind of the new wave of getting soybean or getting the soil healthy and getting crops to be more independent is what I'd like to say. And um, talking about corn and soybean, the Wisconsin Corn and Soybean Expo is set to take place at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells on February 2nd and 3rd. Chip Flory and Rob Sharkey are the featured speakers coming to the expo. Chip Flory is a has a degree in ag journalism, was the editor of Pro Farmer Newsletter, and is currently the host of AgriTalk radio show. Rob Sharkey is an Illinois grain farmer who is a disruptor with an ability to directly address controversial topics. Now, that'd be kind of interesting. Maybe I'll have a chance to get down there and visit with them in February. Matt Bennett and Dr. Laura Gentry will be keynote speakers on Thursday and Friday, respectively, when they will both share their knowledge with attendees. The deadline for registration is January 12th. Find out more information at cornsoyexpo.org. So the deadline for registering for for the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo is January 12th. That's coming up real fast here. You can find out more information at cornsoyexpo.org. And as I mentioned before, the Wisconsin... uh, Professional Dairy Producers has is doing a lot of meetings here on Tuesday, January third. There, the winter's upon us, and there's going to be they're going to kick off with uh, Dr. Steve Kirkhorn, and he's going to be uh, consulting on emergency care, hypothermia, injuries, and Wednesday all the way through the rest of the week. There's more, and I'll give you more information on those. As they come up, here we are at 20 after 5. We're going to jump on over and hear from Grant Stashik. He's a part of the Wisconsin FFA alumni, and he really goes over what the alumni does for FFA members and for chapters and organization. And, oh, they're so important for the for chapter members to be successful, you know, be in while they're in school and beyond and it helps them to figure out the careers and shows them a lot about agriculture. So it's time to hear from Grant. I caught up with Grant Stashik. He's on the executive council for the FFA alumni. Now the FFA alumni typically was connected to FFA programs, but wow, has it really expanded? What has really gone on just as of late? Well, the, the great thing with the FFA alumni is uh, we're here to support not only the FFA members, but also the ag instructors, the ag programs 
throughout the state along with the local FFA alumni chapters. So we have a lot of programs development that we have going on to support all those entities. And uh, we are excited to actually announce that we'll have upcoming from our raffle that we drew at the State FFA Alumni Convention in February, our matching grant program coming up soon. So we're talking support. We're talking about material support, scholarship support. What are we talking? And, and it's all those. I think main, mainly, too, it's outside of that. I mean, with ag instructors and FFA programs, they have a lot going on. They need judges for uh, CDE teams. Uh, they need coaches or, or guest speakers in the classroom. And that's a great resource that the alumni and supporters, chapters, and uh, members can do is they can make it hopefully a little easier for the ag instructors uh, because they have actually more going on than just doing a classroom. I mean, they have to work with these supervised agricultural experience program, and then they also have to work with the FFA members and all the activities that go around there. So anything we can do uh, as alumni and supporters uh, throughout the state of Wisconsin to make their job easier, we're all for that. And you make direct support to those FFA advisors and those ag teachers. What about state support? Well, and, and that's a great thing is that we have a lot of programs uh, available throughout the throughout our budget for state programs. For example, the uh, Washington Leadership Conference program, uh, we do 14 awards for that. Uh, last year, actually, because of COVID delaying the Washington Leadership Conference for two years, we gave out 28 scholarships to FFA members uh, to send them over to Washington. And uh, I know I, I've been a participant of that, uh, and it's changed probably since I last went, but the way I, from what I hear, those students, FFA members, had a great time over there, and hopefully I can go over with some of them at some point in the future again to get the updated. But no, we, we award uh, one uh, applicant per section, and then we have four at large throughout the state. So that's just with the Wisconsin or the Washington Leadership Program. We also have uh, other programs matching grants to help start up alumni or reactivate alumni chapters, or if the alumni chapter is doing a special program with their FFA chapter, we have funds available uh, for those alumni chapters also. Along with those funds available for the alumni chapters, is there some guidance that comes along with it? Yeah, that, that's a great point. We have throughout the state, kind of like the FFA does, uh, we're divided into 10 sections, and each section actually has two sectional representatives where the FFA has one state officer per section. And so what they serve three-year terms and they're available to go throughout their section uh, for, to help chapters answer questions, attend events, uh, just provide support if they have questions uh, in general about how they organize, what they should be doing, what they could do, uh, as well as there's four of us on the executive council, and we're available uh, to travel all over, for example, like me being here in Osseo in the great section two uh, today. So uh, it's very exciting, and, and they're more than happy to travel as long as they're, they're contacted and uh, come visit any chapter that, is interested. One thing I'd noticed, not been in this job very long, is the connection between the ag teachers. Is there that same kind of connection with the alumni? Yeah, I mean that that's a great point. I mean the the nice thing with Team Ag Ed is there's a connection with each entity, whether it be the FFA, whether it be the ag instructors. There's the same thing with the alumni, but there's also that connection with each other, and uh, we are are so excited and thrilled to continue to improve that uh, as we have over the last couple years. And uh, you can see that in a culmination whenever you go 
to one of the entities annual conference or conventions you can see all the other ones there and that's a great feeling uh to see that and to to be a part of that if you're not from that main entity like alumni going to the state of a convention or going to the way conference uh down in the used to be lacrosse and you talked about scholarships and providing um, activities for FFA members to get out there. What do you guys do for fundraising? Well, that, that's a great question. Uh, we have a great fundraising committee uh, on the state level, and they come up with a lot of ideas. For example, this last year they came up with the, the raffle. Uh, we have the online auction, which is an annual uh, auction where we have two main sponsors called our Living, Living, to, uh, Living to Serve Sponsors. And uh, that's Condex Corporation and Rank Seed. And uh, they provide items that we auction off every year, and those funds obviously go for our budget to get back down to the alumni chapters and FFA members. And then who knows what the fundraising committee comes up with. I mean, we're all, as a council, very supportive of their ideas, and, and they're great out-of-the-box thinkers. But if anybody in the state of Wisconsin has an idea that they think we should maybe think about, don't be afraid to contact us. We'd We'd love to hear it. Sounds like a lot of open-mindedness. You guys, are you looking for some more representatives around the state? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Actually, here in Section 2, uh, we are looking for one more sectional representative, and we do have some elections coming up where uh, sectional reps are going off. Uh, I know Section 6, we're looking for two uh, sectional representatives right now, and uh, Section 5, I believe they're looking for uh, sectional representative. So there are some openings around the state. And uh, if you are interested, no matter what you are, uh, where you are, let us know and we can see if we can match you up uh, with a section. And how would we let you know? Well, the great thing is feel free to contact us. You can go to the uh, Wisconsin Team Egg Ed site and there's our contact number and email information there. Uh, and you could also go to the Stay Forever Blue, and that's Stay Forever. Uh, word spelled out blue dot com and uh, we would have our contact information on there also let's take a little look into the future are the plans for the alumni to continue on with these scholarships and providing keeping these connections with the ffa and whatever you guys are up to that, that's a great question uh we would love to to do a lot more uh obviously i think uh, as a state in wisconsin i mean we're doing a lot maybe compared to other states uh, in the United States. But, I mean, as a council, we are always love to do more, not only financially if we can, but also just support. And mainly that support is if we can have a strong local alumni chapter. I mean, that, that it, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, I remember my local alumni chapter, and, and I'll actually talk about it at the event here later tonight, but, uh, I mean, my father passed away when I was young from a farming accident, and not only did the FFA and classroom come out to help us with crops that may uh but also the alumni members and uh, i can tell you that's the fastest we ever put corn in the ground and baled hay in uh, two days for 238 acres that i i could ever remember and, and uh so just the support uh, that we can give for them for their local communities AGED programs and ffa members uh there's always more to be had and uh, you never know connections made kind of like a big old family that turns into Absolutely, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why I continue to try to serve uh, for me because it's a big family. Uh, I remember back for what they did for me in the past uh, as an FFA member, 
as our family, as an alumni member, and then just try to give back a little bit if I can. And that was Grant Stashik talking about the FFA alumni and all the things that they do. And that kind of rolls right into registration is now open for the Wisconsin FFA alumni convention. That's going to be held on the 3rd and the 4th of February down at the Milwaukee Marriott West Hotel Convention Center in Waukesha. And that uh, you need to register, I believe, by tomorrow. I didn't see a I'm looking for a date here, and I'm not seeing it. But I think the registrations are due tomorrow, the third of January. So reach on out. You can call uh, Cheryl Steinbach at seven one five two three eight seventy two zero nine, or go online to Wisconsin in Wisconsin Egg. WisconsinAgEd.org Alumni Convention Register. So register for the Wisconsin FFA Alumni at WisconsinAgEd.org slash Alumni Convention Register. Now we here we are at 5.30. We've got, we should have Rocky coming in shortly to do some more markets. And uh, we've got to get some more of these chores done. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I'm not the first voice, but I'm one of the voices I'm hoping of agriculture. Kind of a newer voice, I guess I'll give myself credit for. But I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock on the line. Happy New Year, Rocky. You too. You too. Did Did you... hoop it up and have a good time for new year's eve yeah yeah i got together a couple friends and no it was it was all good looking forward to a new and exciting year so okay okay so tell me what happened at the markets this last week uh thank you jill good morning everyone uh this is how last week's market shaped up here at premier livestock did have a busy week uh we sold over 3100 head of livestock uh fed cattle traded steady high choice and prime holstein fed steers from 133 to 147.50 low choice and selects 123 to 132 choice beef steers and heifers 135 to 149 market cows steady high yielding cows from 74 to 94 most cows 60 to 73 market bulls high yielding from 84, 85 to a dollar 450, lower yielding 83 and down. Organic market cows sold mostly 85 to 105. Newborn Holstein bull calves sold from 85 to 195. Your beef calves 125 to 325. This week at Premier, uh, Tuesday special feeder cattle auction, bread stock cow auction, and then Wednesday uh, that's going to be our special dairy cattle auction. Lots of top loads of reputation fresh cows. Uh, got some exceptional quality registered Holstein breeding bulls big enough for cows. Full listing with details at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us 715-229-2500. Don't forget upcoming machinery auctions going to be March 24th. Uh, call in your consignments. And Jill, that is the way the week is shaping up. Boy, you guys just never slow down even with the new year starting, do you? Yep, got to get right after it. So. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping they're not bringing you um, any machinery for your lot just yet, though, right? Uh, I got a couple pieces coming in. Oh, good. A couple pieces coming in, so, yep. So, no, if you guys got it and you got some tractors or something you want to bring them, we'll make a spot for them, so. All right, so you're ready to sign up and get that thing going right away. You you betcha. All righty, well, you have a great day. You too, Jill, thanks. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock.
And, you know, we've got to look at some weather, but you're lucky enough just to get me talking about the weather this morning. Today, our high is going to be 29, and right now we're sitting at 26, so we don't have a lot to crawl up. Cloudy with a slight chance of snow later today, tonight. Temperatures supposed to be hanging around that 26-degree mark. And tomorrow is when the rain, snow, ice is planning on coming in. And what I read is all depends on how the front comes in and which direction it goes. But right now they're kind of thinking snow to the north. Chippewa Valley's wintry mix. So it could be interesting out there. And tonight there's going to be the start of a winter storm watch. And that's north, more north of us, around Barron and those counties. And here in Eau Claire, we're kind of right on the edge of the winter storm warning. And winter weather advisory is kind of south of Eau Claire and those counties. So we need to pay attention overnight and into the morning. As to, as tomorrow, we're supposed to be sitting at 35 degrees, and tomorrow night, 28. Wednesday, 30, cloudy with possibility of snow in that morning. Thursday, 22, partly sunny. Friday, 24, Saturday, 28, and cloudy. And Sunday, and Sunday 30, with partial sun again. So we kind of get the whole gamut of weather out there and another time we need to be careful and with school starting up again make sure you slow down for those school buses because breaks are breaks but sometimes that ice sneaks up on you and be careful we sure don't want to have any accidents out there it's time to get through some more chores and then we'll be hearing from morgan wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report now, that wasn't even me hitting the wrong button. There was just a little hesitation before we ran into our bumper and our music here. But Morgan is in the house, and it's time to hear from her. And the look Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll start in our state with the family of one of the men killed in an early New Year's Day shooting at a Racine bar saying there was a fight, then gunshots. Police say two men died in a shooting about 2.30 yesterday morning at Rerun's Lounge in Racine. One of the men was the owner, Avery Rerun Stewart. Now, investigators say there was a fight. Someone left to get a gun. No one's saying what happened after that. Racine police are asking anyone in that neighborhood with any information that they may have in the case. And now their headlines across the state. We can also tell you that it was likely a tractor that started a pretty significant fire. Officials in Sun Prairie say that fire destroyed a storage shed likely started by a tractor. Crews from 11 different fire departments were on the scene for more than eight hours putting out the fire. Water had to be hauled in because of the farm's rural location. Officials said over the weekend that a tractor that was parked in the shed shortly before the fire was discovered may be to blame. Well, the gavel falls on the side of cookies and I guess that's how it crumbles. Good news for home cooks and little kids. The judge says you can sell homemade food from home. A judge in Dane County issued a ruling last week that says you don't need a food permit or a commercial kitchen in order to sell certain homemade foods. Things like candy, cocoa bombs, fried donuts, roasted coffee beans, they all made the list. Now, the case was brought by bed and breakfast owner Lisa Kriverst and farmers Della Enns and Chris Marion. They first fought Wisconsin's ban on homemade foods in 2017 and continued that fight with this case. The judge did say homemade foods are just the safest food made in commercial kitchens. Away from the bench and into some other headlines, get out into the white stuff. 
if that's the message from uh, Chippewa County, there's a push there for people to get off of the couch and into the snow. Folks at the Chippewa Health Improvement Partnership in Go Chippewa County have issued the winter challenge. <laughs> Challenging enough some days, right? Well, the idea is for people to share winter activities online. You can find more info at 715newsroom.com. I wonder if scraping the windshield counts as cardio because there have been some mornings where uh, I have quite a sweat going just by doing that. Speaking of sweating, we weren't doing much of that. By the time halftime was rolled around, we were probably feeling pretty good as Packers fans. Of course, uh, Green Bay Packers kept those playoff homes alive somehow. 41-17 over the Vikes yesterday at Lambeau Field. Pretty fired up crowd in the stands. And uh, what about number 12? It gives us a lot of confidence. This is probably the first game all season we played complimentary football in all three phases. Right, the way our defense played, forcing turnovers. Offensively, uh, we did a good job of holding on to the football. And then, you know, Keyshawn, what can you say? Never hurts to start the new year with a little go pack go, right? And we go back go to the barn with Jill Welke and you made us farm show on wax 104.5 thanks morgan for that update and i watched part of the game and i don't usually watch football but boy they sure did move the ball down the way it used to be and the special team sure did a nice job out there too so we've got a few more chores to do and then we're going to be looking at some markets for those who work in acres not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Before we head out over to those markets, we're going to take a little look at some registrations that are open. Um, first of all, but before we get to that, the Ag Lenders Conference Program is happening on Thursday, the 5th of January. So if you're looking for your banker on Thursday, they're probably busy. They're going to be learning a lot about what's going on in agriculture. Registration is open for the Wisconsin FFA Alumni Convention that is going to be held on February 3rd and 4th in at the Milwaukee Marriott West Hotel in Waukesha. And that is going to, there's the tours and stuff going to be happening. But if you want to find out more, go to wisconsinagedorg slash alumni convention register to register for that. That's going to be happening in February, but the registration, I believe, is due tomorrow. So better get on that and make those plans. And there's early bird registration for Marble Seeds 34th Organic Farming Conference. That's going to be held uh, February 23rd to the 25th in La Crosse. So go on and find out some more about that, about the Marble Seeds 34th Organic Farming Conference. Early bird re- registration is open for the conference till January 10th. So you need to register if you're planning on going to those things. And the Wisconsin Agricultural Outlook, Outlook Forum. Boy, my tongue is getting tied today. The 2023 Wisconsin Agricultural Outlook Forum. It's got a cool theme. It's going to be happening Tuesday, January 24th at the University of Wisconsin Madison campus. And it's an in-person event from 9.30 till 4 o'clock in the afternoon at University Hall at South Union. And you need to get your registration. It's now open through January 20th. So go to rank.aae.wisc and keep looking until you find the Wisconsin Agricultural Outlook Forum registration. That's a little bit of the things that are coming up. And as I mentioned before, and I read a little bit more about the PDPW, 
cold weather meetings. They're going to be episodes are going to be aired live from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock Central Time each day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week. On Tuesday, they're going to be looking at cold weather preparation and response. On Wednesday, they're going to feature a discussion on feed additives. And on Thursday, they're going to talk about marketing. So that is every day this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, from noon till 1 p.m. And you just got to look up www.pdpw.org for more information. And you can access the previously um, aired episodes on that uh, at the PDPW. So we're going to do a few more chores and then we're going to be heading over to El Tuna. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as I mentioned before, we need to hear from some of our markets. We're going to be heading to Altoona Equity and hearing from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers $1.20 to $1.47. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers $1.20 to $1.47. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers. 135 to 147 choice Holstein steers a dollar 20 to a dollar 34 select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar 19 and down top 20% of the cow cows sold from 78 to 87 we had an extreme top of 98 60% of the cows sold from 50 to 77 the bottom 20% of the cows sold from 49 and down organic market from Tuesday 80% of the organic cows sold from 80 to 93 the bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 79 and down cow bulls sold from 65 to 90 thin full horn and lightweight bulls all disc counted. 80% of the 95 pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $125 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $20 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 80 to $240 per head. Sows on Thursday sold from 45 to 55. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, January 6th. We will be featuring bred beef cows and have about 40 of them on the list at this time for that sale. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it is time to get our heads up. I've got uh, Jerry Fitzgerald. He is right ready to go here this Monday morning from Stratford. So, Jerry, did you get your uh, all your partying done for New Year's Eve? Well, good morning to you, Jill. That uh, wouldn't take very long to get my partying done. <laughs> <laughs> I barely made it to midnight, and I think I took a few naps before I even made it there. I don't know. We were, um, <laughs> the January 1st was celebrated uh, in the morning, you know, so. <laughs> well, it's always here, right? Yeah, it is. Um, well, as we uh, begin a new year here, we'll tell the folks about the sales schedule this week here at Stratford, how we do the, how about we do that. Absolutely. All right, Jill, thank you. And uh, again, as we start 2023, folks, uh, 
Equity Livestock will be getting its uh, 101st year of uh, serving producers here in Wisconsin, so we're pretty proud about that. But anyway, back on the local level here, uh, full marketing week on tap here at Equity Stratford this week, and we'll get started this morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, we'll sell market cattle today, the conventional-type market cattle. Uh, also fed cattle this morning, market bulls. We'll sell baby calves today at 11.30. And tomorrow, Tuesday, we start at 10 with the hay and bedding auction. Also tomorrow on Tuesday will be the uh, dairy auction, and we do have a real nice consignment of Holstein Power Freestyle milk cows. Uh, they're coming from an overstocked dairy. Uh, that will be uh, part of the dairy auction tomorrow. That will start at 11 o'clock. Also on Tuesday, we do sell organic market cows along with the uh, regular conventional market-type cows. All that will be tomorrow, Tuesday. Wednesday, we get started in the morning at around 10 o'clock here, full marketing day on Wednesday, including fed cattle, sheep, hog, and goats, market cattle, baby calves, Feeder cattle sale this week will feature bread beef cows. We do have bread beef cows on the consignment list for that sale. Uh, this coming Wednesday, that will be a new time start on the feeder sale. And, folks, if you've got bread beef cows consignment, let us know. We'll put them on the list for you. Thursday auction does start at 11 o'clock with market cattle and baby calves. So, Kristen, uh, full marketing week on tap. No real change in the sales schedule. So, as we start 2023, uh, I guess the big uh, question again this week is going to be the weather. So uh, certainly today would probably be a good day to uh, get stuff on the road. Uh, I don't think this stuff is really going to start when tonight, tomorrow sometime. Uh, it's supposed to start up a little bit tonight, it looks like, a little bit of light light snow. But then, you know, it's hard to say. They're just not really sure exactly where it's going to come through. And we're coming off of a weekend, so I just got to read what they were predicting. And um, Well, I... I looked at uh, some of the other forecasts, too, and I think the snow event is going to be kind of north. South will be mostly rain, and we're in the middle here, so goodness only knows what we're going to (laughs) get. Yeah, maybe some slush. Who knows? Yep. All right, well, Jill, you enjoy the day, and uh, we'll be talking to you tomorrow. We'll give the folks an update on how things are selling today here at Stratford. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep, and that was Jerry Fitzgerald. From Equity Stratford and uh, with an update. And we've got a few more chores to do. And we need to do our alfalfa program yet. But before we get there, we're going to look at our markets. And our markets at the Chicago Board of Trade. Markets were open on Friday, but they're closed today and closed tonight. And they'll be opening tomorrow morning. So corn at Chicago Board of Trade for March is at six seventy eight down a penny. Oats are at three sixty seven down two and a half cents, with soybeans at fifteen twenty four up seven and a half cents, and soybean meal at four hundred seventy one dollars a ton up twelve and a half cents, with wheat at eight dollars and eighty eight cents. Uh bushel up twenty one cents. And our country elevator prices wheat in the Chippewa Falls locations at Six twenty four for their corn and fourteen sixty nine for their soybeans. Connorsville location is at six twenty four and fourteen fifty four. And Baldwin, six thirty six for corn, fourteen fifty two for soybeans. Durand, six twenty seven, fourteen forty six. Mondovi, six thirty eight and fourteen fifty one. Elmwood, six thirty six and fourteen fifty six. Fall Creek is at six seventeen and fourteen thirty one. Osu is at six forty one for corn and fourteen fifty six for soybeans. Elk Mound is at six twenty seven and fourteen fifty. Ellsworth at six oh seven and fourteen oh two. And our ethanol plants for Stanley is at six 
41 and New Richmond is at 638 for their corn and our dairy prices barrels are 150 185 and three quarters down a penny 40 pound blocks are at 213 and a half down two and a half our grade double a butters at 238 with no change from last week our class three milk futures for january is at 1954 down 19 cents february is at 1859 down 13 cents and march is at 1839 down six cents and for April is that down twenty cents at eighteen sixty two and that's what our markets are looking like. We've got to do our alfalfa program and a few more chores. Dr. Dan Undersander, our Ford specialist in Wisconsin, has wrapped up his New Year's Eve party and is ready to go ahead in the nineteen into twenty twenty three. As we uh, look at our alfalfa program brought to you by NextGrow, first of all, Dan, as we get into the winter season, a lot of feeding of alfalfa and forage is done in a lot of different ways, and we don't always do it right, do we? Well, that's right, Bob. Uh, Oftentimes, uh, we don't get good feeders, and so then we take the losses that occur, and that was maybe a sound practice uh, several years ago when hay was... $30 to $50 a ton, but now that that hay is worth $150 to $200 a ton, I think there's a little different answer in there for us to be thinking about. It is important to remember first that um, if we simply put a bailout for cattle to eat, they will sacrifice about 40% of it. Uh, While you get the nutrients from that hay that's on the ground and from the manure, putting it on with fertilizer would be much less expensive. What happens when cattle are eating is they take a bite, they back up a little bit, they chew on it, and then the stuff on either side of their mouth falls off. If it falls on the ground and gets trampled on or particularly urinated on, then the cattle aren't going to eat it. And that's why we see that uh, up to a 40% loss of round bales without any kind of feeding mechanism. Again, think about uh, for every ton of hay that you feed, uh, you're going to be losing about $80 worth of hay because you didn't have a feeder. And uh, if you start doing the economics and pencil it out, uh, uh, the cost of a good feeder is, is well worth it now for saving the hay price, for saving hay. The other thing to keep in mind is, of course, we don't know what we'll uh, uh, have for next year, but uh, do remember that going into this fall, 56% of the hay-producing regions of the U.S. were in a drought yet from 2022, and uh, there's a pretty good potential it will continue again this next year. So. We expect to see hay prices higher. We expect to see hay a little harder to get. I would suggest that we think about feeding in a way to maximize the animal consumption of that hay that we have. Don't waste it. It's too valuable, that forage and that hay. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, once again with a good reminder to start the new year, good New Year's resolution, feed it right this year. Dan Undersander on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program. And that's a little look. I mean, you know, take care of that hay when you're feeding it. I know we use round bale feeders all the time. And here in Eau Claire, our temperature's right here at the 26-degree mark, but we're only going to be getting up to 29 today. Tonight, down to 26 with snow starting. Tomorrow, 
We'll see what that weather is looking like, but there's a chance of the snow, ice, rain. All depends on where you're sitting, where you're, where you are at. With could be um, snow, it could be rain, could be slush. You know, we just take it as it comes, and uh, that's what I've got for this morning for the farm program. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other.